0: You, stuck in that slow-moving, bumper-to-bumper traffic. Don't you wish you could break away and feel the rumble of 500 horsepower beneath you? This is more than a movie. It's the Fast and Furious Supercharged Ride at Universal Studios Hollywood, opening June 24th. Just buy a day and get the rest of 2015 free. Fast and Furious Supercharged. Ride it at Universal Studios Hollywood. Offer valid through September 8, 2015. Blackout dates and restrictions apply. Go to UniversalStudiosHollywood.com for details.
2: Hi, welcome to Blog Talk Radio Safe Recovery. This is Monica Richardson, and I am your host. Today is February 17th, 2015, and I am really, really excited to have Brent Wyrock on. And that is spelled W-E. I want to, I want everybody to know. So he has got a site, and it's it's pronounced Wyrock, but it's W-E-Y-H. R A U C H Law dot com. Again, W E Y H R A U C H Law dot com. And uh I was just over there looking at your site so that I could have it here handy. And I'm gonna bring Brent on right now. So we were talking about pilots and being um extorted and coerced into a kind of alcoholics anonymous that no other American citizen Whatever go into it and do the kind of rules that they are forced to do. And with that, I will uh, bring Brent on. Hi, Brent. Hi, Hello. you are
0: live. <laughs> Hello, Monica. Thank you so much for having me on. It's a real pleasure. Uh, it's my pleasure to have you on.
2: Okay, so we got to talk a little bit before, and um, I just thought that maybe we could explain, because this was really shocking to me, maybe the first time somebody hears this, in All a right. general way, maybe um, not what it was like, what happened, and what it's like now. <laughs> we don't yeah, want to share that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny when I came out. But um, kind of what happens to a pilot in general. Mm-hmm. We want to do that, and then we can take it off Sure. board. Sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. So the program that we're talking about, it's called HIMS, and, and that's capital H-I-M-S, and it stands for Human Intervention Motivation Study. <laughs> it's a diversion program, yeah a
1: <laughs> it's uh-huh. a
0: diversion program for for pilots and aircrew and uh it, it gives the pilot an opportunity to um it, it voluntarily turn him or herself in prior to having anything happen so quote unquote on the line, so if you're caught flying intoxicated um um you potentially could face federal jail time um so we, we want to avoid that as much as possible. the program. If you volunteer, and the pilot will then go through a 28-day inpatient treatment facility, um, course of treatment, and then afterwards is discharged and is supposed to go into an inpatient or intensive outpatient-type facility. And they'll normally do that for about 90 days, uh, during which time you are, of course, told that you're going to be going to AA, (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, you are tested randomly. You are tested uh, using non Department of Transportation authorized type testing, so ETG, ETS type testing is what it's called. Figure uh, analysis type test. Now the pilot knows none of this prior to going in. So mm-hmm. they don't publish this. This hasn't been widely publicized at all. The airlines don't publicize this. Uh, they try and keep it very close to uh, close to their their. You know, chest, so to speak, and and, and not reveal just the details of what's going to happen. Otherwise, for the most part, pilots probably wouldn't uh, elect to do this because they do mandate uh, certain things like AA and NA. um, After this intensive outpatient, course of treatment, it's designed so that the pilot will then go to his or her AME, which is a physician that's authorized by the FAA to uh, provide physicals. And after that examination, what happens, the pilot has what's called a medical certificate. And that medical certificate allows the pilot to exercise his or her rights to fly. Mm-hmm. it's a very important piece of paper and it's a very important physical. It's what you lose when you say, I think I have a problem with drinking or I think I have a problem with uh, drugs. You lose mm. that medical certificate automatically um, according to the federal aviation regulations. So after that, after you have that fiscal with your AME, you are then eligible for what's called a special issuance. The FAA will issue this special issuance, which is basically a letter that stipulates uh, what the requirements of maintaining your medical certificate are going to be. And in there, it will say that you are to uh, attend AANA meetings. Um, And if it doesn't say it there, most pilots are made to sign a contract at some point during this course of treatment that says that mandates that you will attend AARNA. With yeah, that was pretty,
1: of, yeah, it's,
0: it's really pretty
1: shocking.
2: Uh, oh, it's shocking. And so what I did is I brought up uh, one of the first pilots who contacted me might have been the guy who's in my film, and he came and found me uh, on my blog, I think sometime in the spring. But this one is called Pilot Alcohol and Drug Recovery Program Aftercare Contract. And i got to yes. tell you, you know, uh, actually it was one of the women uh, on my site who she calls herself a librarian, and she's quite a research digger. And she mm-hmm. found this, I think, or maybe it was I'll Be Free, I don't know, and they posted as a link. And we all were like, oh, my God. God, like, you should see. I wish there was a way that I could. I don't know how to do that PDF where you do a PDF and then you just post it and people can see it. But just to give you guys an idea, um, first of all, they require total abstinence will be a permanent condition on this one. A permanent condition. So we have prohibitionistic thinking here, very black and white, stepper stuff, um, for permanent condition of my holding an Airman's Medical Certificate. And I was, like, kind of outraged, I think, because what if you're, you know, you have a weekend and, mm-hmm. you know, you want to have a couple of beers and you learn how to drink moderately or whatever. Uh, I thought that was, you know, pretty, I thought it was pretty outrageous. And then, um, but here's the stuff that was really, really kind of freaky. Number nine says, I will attend meetings of Alcoholics Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous on a daily basis. Fuck, I never had to go and it. Like, no one ever told me to do that for at least three months. Yeah.
0: At a minimum of
2: twelve times per month thereafter, um, right. daily attendance through medical certification is recommended. Uh, let's see. The aftercare counselor will assist me. Wow! Now mm-hmm. I need. I'm a grown man. I've been flying a yeah. freaking airplane. <laughs> That's I need
1: right.
2: Assistance yeah. from an aftercare counselor to locate such meetings. I will record the date, the name of the mm-hmm. a in a group, and the meeting location of my in my pilot's log. You know, uh, yeah. let me see. There's. Um, I want to ask you a question about this. So, um,
1: mm-hmm.
2: where is it? Back the aftercare counselor. So that aftercare counselor, what kind of education do they
0: have? Like, well, what, are probably they not steppers, what you or? would expect. Mm-hmm. No, they're they're normally they're normally not even social workers. Uh, uh-huh. Although they could be social workers, they're they're normally. Uh, uh, certificated, they're normally alcohol drug counselors, so the ADC, I think there's a certification. Um, 6 months. yeah, uh, it's a six-month thing. Yeah, yes, yes. And, and that's that's all I dealt with while I was at my treatment facility, which was Loma Linda in California. Uh, you, you aren't dealing with psychiatrists on a daily basis. You're not dealing with uh, uh, psychologists on a daily basis. You're normally dealing with alcohol drug counselors uh, that have gone through the six-month certification process, so it's it's not what you would expect. It's certainly not what you would want. Um, okay, back you know, up the, with that.
2: All right, so I had yeah. some notes here, and I'm going to jump mm-hmm. all over the place if it's okay with you because okay. we'll get a lot covered Absolutely. that way. All right, so the rehab, was that Loma Linda?
0: Is that's that I, that's where I went.
2: That's yes, went. And so what did and it cost?
0: Anyway.
2: Yeah. The pilots, oh, okay. you know,
0: it's uh, well over $30,000.
2: Wow. And you paid for it, yeah. or
0: you're, the airlines is paying for it? So the, the uh, airline normally pays for the initial 28-day uh, treatment at, mm-hmm. at a Loma Linda-type facility, but then everything after that is out of pocket. And and in my case, I was not reimbursed for any of it.
2: Wow. And then so, what is the cost so, of – ouch. All right. So the airlines yeah. and when you went – so let's talk about how bad and what really was – God, I would actually like to do a film that exposes how bad – rehab mm-hmm. and, and even psych
1: mm-hmm. uh, psych
2: hospitals are entrenched with AA and uh, really mm-hmm. this is really getting bad. Okay, so you go into mm-hmm. Loma Linda and like what kind of real, like what kind of when I say the word treatment, what kind of religion were
0: you yeah, getting in there? <laughs> so. it, it wasn't. So it was it was a week. It was a week long uh, syllabus that they followed and repeated over and over again. And it was absolutely AA based, like you say, just entrenched in AA thinking, twelve step thinking. You go through the steps. Uh, wow. The, in Loma Linda. Yeah. The, the Loma mm. Linda. Yeah, in California, in Redlands, California. Mm. And it, you know, it, it, it's. It's AA, and and every morning you go to an AA meeting. You're, you know, you're of course you you're on the drug buggy, and you go to the AA meeting. <laughs> and uh, really, um, you're taken yeah. to an
2: outside AA meeting.
0: Yes, yes. Well, it's actually on campus. It was on campus there at Loma Linda and I'm not sure what other facilities do. Uh, uh, really but, but mine was on campus. Yeah, you go to an AA meeting, and then and then you go to uh, basically an all day type, you know, quote unquote treatment, and. It's not much of anything. It's it's playing ping pong and smoking cigarettes. Is kind of what happened <laughs> while I was there.
1: Thank and you're, but, you're,
0: yeah, but you're supposed to be doing classwork and things like that. Uh, the wow. most that I did, I I wrote out. Uh, I think most pilots are made to do this before you were discharged. You're made to write out a first step, and then read it in front of the group. Whoa! Um, Even in normal yeah, area, yeah, you, you don't
2: you, do it, that. Oh my god! Yeah.
0: Yeah, but this that's, is what they That's make you really do now. Eff-
2: Mike's messed up. Yeah, it's an oh affront. My
0: God. Yeah, it's, it's an it, you know, and I, I'm atheist, and yeah. you know this this is where I first kind of started creating mm. static. <laughs> so, um, you know, I did my first step, and I was I was happy to do that, and that's fine. And uh, but they found out that I was atheist and wasn't really getting on board with the twelve steps, and and I mm-hmm. noticed that there was a definite change. There was a definite uh, uh, degradation of the way that they treated me, um, and I could tell really? that they weren't happy for me to be there and were trying trying to, you know, wash me out of the program, um, however they could. Yeah, who so, treated you
2: like that?
1: Who who at what level in Loma? The Lynch counselors.
0: Did... The counselors. Yeah, the uh-huh. counselors did. There were there were two counselors that I dealt with on a daily basis and and uh they were not happy with with uh my progress. So And I was I was a as an individual, I just didn't believe in, in a higher power. And, and they really took a, took an issue with that. And they thought maybe treating me poorly was going to convince me otherwise. <laughs> so, right. Right. And, which, which it didn't, which it didn't. Um, but, uh, eventually made it through. It was, it was, it was a standard of care, but nothing more. Um, you know, they, they are basically taking money from the insurance companies. um, and they also had a contract with the Department of Defense and they brought in a lot of what? marines and
1: really? yeah
0: yeah so they yeah so they so they had a, a contract with them and so all of the marines and the soldiers Well, well, hold on,
2: hold on. I yeah. I got to take a note for that one. So they have a contract yeah, yeah. with the Department of Defense. Wow, mm-hmm. the DOD and with the DOJ. So let's link more government here. Okay, and they were bringing in <laughs> Maybe I should Soldiers talk contact to yeah. Oh, how sad and told that they're powerless. And oh my God, how could right. you fight a war and be told you're powerless? How can you <laughs> fly <fight, laughs> a plane and be told you're powerless? Well, right? It's upsetting. Yeah. So here's an idea, because I know that you're putting together, you know, this uh, this class action lawsuit. But you know, part mm-hmm. of the problem I see is that I do think, and I talked to Carlos' mother about this, and they've done this,
1: mm-hmm. is
2: that reporting to the insurance companies are the ones that actually do not want to pay for this religious nonsense. And mm-hmm. so,
1: mm-hmm.
2: now, your insurance was who at the time? Who was your medical it was insurance?
0: was Cross. It was Blue Cross Blue Shield at the time, um, Illinois. Did
2: file the complaint with them? I would, I would. Like, I, I, ha-
0: a... I haven't. No, I have not. Um, you know, yeah. and, and it's interesting too that you talk about the insurance because they also Loma Linda. They also tried charging the military. I'm in the military as well, and they knew oh, that, so oh. they tried. They tried double billing me. <laughs> while I was at Loma Linda.
1: Wow. Um,
0: and thank yeah. So thankfully, thankfully the the military uh, was able to catch that, and they denied mm-hmm. their claim. But, uh, yeah, oh it was God. a real scam. It was a real scam. There's no doubt about it. And, and they're making, you know, they wouldn't be doing it unless they're making money, if it, unless it was profitable. And they are. It's very profitable profitable mm-hmm. for them to be doing this. There's not a psychiatrist that's on staff. They're simply mm-hmm. what they call moonlighting psychiatrists. So they're coming in um, from the outside, basically, and doing contract work with Wilma Linda in my case. And I only dealt with a psychiatrist probably a total of, I would say maybe 15 minutes. I sat down with him twice, once when I got wow. there, and then once when I was discharged. And that was it. That, that, Do you that, think that, was, that, that was they the should course, be sued?
2: Do you think there's someone else in this story they that could be They have been?
0: Yes, Loma Linda has been sued. And I'm not um, sure exactly for what, but you could research it and find out. they—that's What happened with Loma Linda is that they're actually owned now by uh, the Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints.
1: Mm-hmm. So if you can
0: believe that, wow. <laughs> so uh, after they were sued, the uh, church stepped in and purchased Loma Linda, and it's now the uh, BMC Behavioral Mental Health Center of Redlands, California. But uh, they're act- they are owned by the Church of Jesus Christ Latter Day Saints now. As a result of the, the lawsuit, they were basically essentially sued out of business. So um, now
2: you have to also join another cult, which is well, those are the Mormons.
0: Yes, and you also have to. While you're there, you have a special diet, so you're not allowed to drink caffeinated coffee. If you can believe this,
2: really, <laughs> and it's still, yeah. wow, is, is the DoD
0: still? Wow, is the DoD still connected yes. to them? And now they're pushing. Yes. Well, in in some way, in some way, all the meals are vegetarian. What? Um, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Wow. It's vegetarian. Yeah, which is fine with me, but I mean, if you're not if you're not vegetarian, then or if you want to have coffee, you'd have to go off campus and get it because they only they would only serve decaf coffee as a result of the uh, church affiliation. So oh yeah, it starts like, it starts right from the beginning.
2: This is really this is really bad. I got to tell you, it's just and in fact, you know, the videos I was telling you about um, by the guy who wrote the book The Family. Uh, the journalist is like another whole story, but we won't go down that rabbit hole yet. I want Let's go back to, so you go to Loma Linda, you do that for 30 days, and then you go to outpatient?
0: Yes, yeah, so it's for 28 days, and then you go to outpatient. And where I went, and I think most, most airlines follow this template, where I went, uh, it's called intensive outpatient. And you go maybe two or three times a week, and mm-hmm. hour-long sessions. And where I went, it was called Matrix, and that was in West Los Angeles. I was well, living in of Santa this. Monica you, at the time. Yeah,
2: You're going to yeah. tell me this is still they, the stepper, Sue, or what? Tell me about Matrix.
0: Well, it wasn't, you know, they were actually, they're affiliated with UCLA, and so mm-hmm. it was more evidence-based. And mm-hmm. of all of my experience with the Hims program, I would say that that was probably the most positive. They were mm-hmm. receptive to the idea that somebody didn't believe in a higher power,
1: mm-hmm. and they
0: understood that addiction and addiction science can explain the behavior mm-hmm. that you know you're experiencing um and it's not rooted in a moral defect <laughs> it's not it's not rooted in that you know the cure is not rooted in
1: um giving
0: up your your will to a higher power there's you know that's all nonsense and they really did believe that and they took it to heart so um but of course it was irritating uh no doubt because i had to be there you're not being paid um at this point you know you're taking an enormous pay cut. Your insurance is denying all or most of the claims that are being paid, mm-hmm.
1: um,
0: and it, it's just most pilots at that that point um, know that they've made a mistake, and and want out. They uh, badly. They want out. Um, mm-hmm. And I was I was absolutely in that that uh, category. Um, but it was it was not a negative experience. Matrix wasn't. You do that for a minimum of 90 days, and then you lot, are. That's a lot. Three times a week for yeah, 90 it's a lot. days. That is it's really a lot. A lot. Then, that's more than anybody needs. Is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's uh, it, and then you can it can be more. It just depends on your insurance. And then you're also Yikes. Oh, you're, you're Yikes. Meeting, Yeah, yeah. You're, and then while you're doing all of this, you're meeting with some of your um, airline colleagues. So at UPS, what we had to do is we had to meet monthly with a union representative, and then we mm-hmm. had to meet monthly with a um, company representative. Mm-hmm. Now, these people are just pilots. There's, they have they have no medical training. Mm-hmm. Um, they've, they've maybe done just like a short course on what addiction is and what the current thinking is and things like that. It's probably not even that evidence-based. And they they really are the ones that are pulling the strings for you about when you return to work. You have no idea when you're going to return to work. So you're not being paid, you have no idea when you're going to be returning to work, and you have these two pilots that aren't trained in addiction making decisions on your behalf about your treatment, which is just nonsense. Right, it's totally...
2: Now, did you... (laughs) Many of the pilots that I, including the one that I interviewed for my film, who we're never going to see his face or anything, because he doesn't want to be... You know, it's just bad. Um, uh, Yeah, well, they're scared
1: for their jobs.
2: Right, right. Is that um, he and... The other guy I was telling you who's on the East Coast and the other – well, there's a couple on the East Coast. You had to see these sponsor psychiatrist guys that charge anywhere from 1500 to $2,500 um, an hour. Right. And they are actually – I mean, from what I might remember in the interview, are stepper psychiatrists, which means mm-hmm. they themselves have gotten into trouble. And then they – you know, any doctor – Who's a psychiatrist and I actually knew one myself back in Hawaii in the seventies who got into this kind of trouble and mm-hmm. guess where he worked? He worked at a treatment center.
1: Oh, you know, yeah, after yeah. you
2: know once yeah. he started, you know, feeling like he had a problem with alcohol or drugs. Back then I don't mm-hmm. think they got into the kind of trouble they are now. So did you have mm-hmm. to go through that? Did you have to see an added yes. Everybody about does,
0: that? yeah. So that's 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 the next step. And so once once you're once you're blessed by your 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 sponsors, your company and uh union sponsors at UPS, then you're allowed to go. What's called the P and P, and that stands—it's the psychiatric and psychological assessment. So you have to go and see a psychiatrist, and it's normally an hour. I was charged close to a thousand dollars out of pocket to do this. Wow. Now, mind you, of course wow. you're not being paid. And you're not mm-hmm. going to. You told. I was told I was going to be reimbursed, but I've yet to see any money <laughs> for for what what I what I expended. Um, and then you have to go and do a whole series of psychological testing. That's just. Overboard. It's absolute overkill. And the only reason they do it is because they can charge you for it. And I had to pay $3,000 out of pocket. Wow. I was never reimbursed for it. And I can tell you that the psychologist, I won't mention him by name, the psychologist that I saw, his only concern was that I... Uh, Prepared a certified check and brought it to him on the day of the test. That's the only thing he was concerned about.
2: My God! Um, So let me tell you this. So Brent, um, I have a chat room
0: when you do the show. There's a chat,
2: and one of the pilots is in there. His name is Jonathan. He said my first reinvented ASM-like-minded doc sponsor intake specialist was a felon who was caught stealing morphine from dying cancer patients, and so that's Mm -hmm. how he. Wow, that's bad, Jonathan. This is really a big bad yeah. uh, story that is so different than what the film is about, but I'm so glad that I, uh, mm-hmm.
0: wow, this is terrible. So uh, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. 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 So after, after the PMP, after you do that, um, and I was coerced into doing mine because I was trying to be, I was trying to do what I was told to do, which was to get uh pre-approval from your insurance company so that you could be reimbursed for the PMP. Right. Um, you know, it's, four or five thousand dollars. And so I, I was waiting and working with my insurance company trying to do this and my management sponsor, um, and UPS management is a whole different animal into itself, the way they treat their pilots and their employees. UPS is notorious for treating their employees. He was coercing me and and uh really telling me, you know, I'm not gonna sponsor you unless you just go ahead and do this. Don't don't wait for the reimbursement. Maybe you're willing to wait for the reimbursement, but I'm not. I'll I with, will mm-hmm. withdraw my sponsorship of you, which means that you're not going to basically return to work. <laughs> um, but the but so, the wording,
2: can I just stop you a yeah. second? The wording yes, is right.
0: outrageously stepper. So is
2: he, uh, you know, they've named it this way to kind of link the AA thing with sponsor, or is he an AA person?
0: No, no, which, is, which is really wow. odd. Yeah, yeah, which is really odd, and, and in fact, openly drinks. Um and, and both both my sponsors did would talk about drinking. Mm-hmm. And so it's 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 really odd exactly what their function really is because they're right. not trained in any any specific way. I, they're they're simply there to quote you know, monitor you to right. if you go to my website you can see it's under hymns docs um mm-hmm. and it's uh I'm looking at it right here. Let me just pull it up and see. It's under uh, medical medical doctor question mark. Um if you okay. pull down the hymns documents. And there's a report that they fill out, and it asks how many AA meetings have you been to, what are you currently reading, are there yeah. any physical indicators that the pilot is in any way intoxicated, how right. many Hims, how many other Hims pilots has the pilot, uh, you know, spoken with or dealt with or met with in the last month? So they're there to basically report on you, and it's it's what we would call in psychiatry a mental status exam. They're there to see whether you've been drinking or using in any real way, but they're not trained. They're not trained to do that. Only a physician wow. can do that. And, and so it, they're making these huge decisions on the pilot's right. behalf. Right. You know. Oh, my God. Uh, this is mm-hmm.
2: really, uh, yeah, That's this is really bad. I think that, um, mm-hmm. you know, a, a, a lot of people, I, I do think that people need to understand what AA is and what it isn't for them to be as furious as we are. Right now mm-hmm. you understand. Yeah. You understand what that program is. So does Jonathan. So does the other pilots mm-hmm. that I've spoken to. Right, and I think yeah. um, you know it's one of the things my son was actually talking about with the film, and I, you know, I'm not going to remake if it's done. I'm just doing a, actually a little polish on it tomorrow. No Thursday, but I'm really like uh, once the film and the film will come out, and your lawsuit will go forward, and then hopefully we can find a journalist. Who will tell the story? And then, as mm-hmm. the, you know, but I mean, in the meantime, it's just—it's outrageous, and it's happening to doctors. Mm-hmm. It's happening to nurses. I heard that nurses have to go for five years to meetings. Yes. Well, yeah. and I'm like, five years? Yeah. Like, and what right. part of if you contacted New York will say you can't force? You know, oh, we don't tell our members how to act. Well, you, why don't you tell the airlines that? And once you tell the you know the nurses' association. Mm-hmm. That you know, part of AA is you can't force people there. Like mm-hmm. that's part of your code or your. You know, they used call it their stupid traditions, but you right. know, it's really bizarre,
0: Brent. You know, what I mean, yeah, all right. It
2: is. So it is yeah, it's, it's supposed
0: to be. It's supposed to be attraction only, and and, mm-hmm. and in the pilot's case, it's a minimum of three years. Wow. And what you, the uh, document that you were reading uh, at the beginning of the segment, that's Delta Airlines, I think. I posted that uh, earlier today. I'm not sure. I, I I wasn't looking at it, but it sounded like that was the Delta Airlines substance abuse policy. They, their policy is three years minimum for the FAA plus an additional two years minimum for the airline. So you're in monitoring for five years at a minimum. Five and isn't
2: years. isn't there a little bit of a um was it you who posted this, uh where the people in charge are steppers and they're high up in their positions at the, in their airlines? Is that was uh, it you? I don't was I don't it?
0: know whether I posted that or not, but that's absolutely the case. That was the case at UPS. So everyone on the HIMS committee, it would be called, with the union, yes. um are they're they're just uh you know, hardcore twelves they're just hardcore steppers. Mm-hmm. Um and they and even even the attorney that uh was working with the i p a my union, the independent pilots Association, was a stepper, so you wow. have no you have no recourse, you have nowhere to go and say, "You know I think this needs to be looked at, <laughs> this needs to be changed i am having a problem, and I want to deal with it. What ends up happening is you just get ran out on a railroad, and like in my case, I was terminated um in September of twenty thirteen they said I abandoned my job and just terminated me. And wow don't. With, yeah, that, and that's how they deal with it. That's how UPS deals with it. Um, oh my course, God! It's, not, it's nonsense. Yes. And so, and I just clicked <laughs> on
2: one of your papers. Okay, so on, on one of your, uh, let's see what I can Yeah, documents. Yeah.
1: The documents,
2: and it says here, guys are all going to get a laugh out of this one. You can't have any non- non-alcoholic beer or wines because these beverages, yeah. O'Doul's and sharps, contain enough alcohol that you may fly a plane into a building. No, no, it doesn't say that. It says. You can contain enough alcohol that they can result in a positive test uh while right. monitoring you are not permitted to ingest these products. Food and other consumable products, flavoring extracts such as vanilla extracts. So if you have French toast, um yes. or, or flavored coffee can cause a positive yes. test. Desserts, especially flame desserts Oh my effing god! Like this is so yeah. Wow. <laughs>
0: wow. Yeah, this. and the test, the the uh, the test that that's referring to is the uh, it's the notorious ETG ETS, and that's ethyl glucuronide and then ethyl sulfate, and it's a uh, alcohol metabolite that is in your urine for up to two weeks, and uh, it, even just the smallest amount of alcohol can result in a false positive. Now, they don't really tell you what they're going to do in the case of a false positive. So you could find yourself out of a job very quickly if, say, um, you know, you had a marinara or something like this and then you had a false positive. All you can say is uh, it's a false positive. They're going to think that you're drinking and pull your medical certificate.
2: Because you had marinara sauce that somebody put a little wine in?
0: Yeah, yes. That that, um, that will result in a false positive. Yep. And they they really and they want you to sign that contract that you're looking at. In fact, that's the contract that I was given, and that's the contract that resulted in my grounding, my um, wrongful grounding and wrongful termination. I said I'm not going to sign this. It's problem some. We know it's a Mm -hmm. problem. Um, Mm -hmm. They want to test you on your days off. Wow. So even on your even on your off days, you have to be available for uh, testing. In my case, within 24 hours. So how do you go on vacation?
2: Why would anybody want to be a pilot? Why would anybody Absolutely. want to be, to, do these, wow, okay, is this guy's yeah. Charles Bowles, is he a stepper?
0: Uh, that I don't know. I haven't, yeah. I haven't researched him, he, you know, he's, he's affiliated with UPS, um, and I, I don't know his background. None of these physicians, though, mm-hmm. have specific training in addiction medicine, which is a real problem. Hardly any of them are actual psychiatrists. They're normally family medicine, internal medicine, um, uh, so it's just it, it's it's just a problem from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's there's such there's not a lot of thought that goes into it. It's uh, something. It's a program that's poorly managed that was just thrown together and hasn't changed mm-hmm. since
2: 1973.
0: You know, it's and, kind of sad.
2: So no, yeah. Gonna... Sorry. Yeah. No, yeah. it's kind of sad because I mean I don't. I remember when Harry Lake, because I think you know part of my story, but I was in AA in, like, the 1970s when I was 18, I kind of quit on my own and wanted to hang around with just sober young people and got really sucked in. I didn't understand it, but Harry, who was one of my sponsor's husbands, worked for Pan Am, and he worked mm-hmm. in baggage oh, claim, okay. and he created mm-hmm. the first EAP program there, and I think he's kind of responsible <laughs> for this craft Uh <laughs> It's kind of ironic. Like I clearly remember him telling me the story and how great it was, and he was gonna, you know, he was gonna work. And I said, no, it's not a good idea. And I was like 19, and it's like what? And Mm -hmm. I said, nobody. Like there was that whole, you know, hierarchical thing going on that he had 10 years, and I was, and he was 20 years my senior, and so he knew more than me. And I was like, Mm -hmm. no, like I, you have traditions here that only people come here who want. Like it's not going to work if you force people here. That's why AA works for the people, because they're already ready, to, they want to stop. It's not because they exactly. create like some kind yeah. of spiritual awakening, it's because you get to a place where you say, oh my god, I'm done, I actually don't want to drink anymore, I don't want to drink right now, whatever that is. And he mm-hmm. was like, no, and he was trying to explain it to me, and I remember looking at him and going, like, they didn't say it, but I was like, you're fucking crazy, like, that's not a right. good idea. And he said, well, mm-hmm. you, and then, we you know, more of this, like, why, you know, it's the job that really will get people to stop, like, the wife can't get him to stop, but if you try to take away a man's job and is living mm-hmm. they will stop mm-hmm. and i said okay well maybe i can see but still it's wrong and mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that's way back when oh my god this is just so this is depressing and on that note it i want is. you to talk about the woman who killed herself can you tell us the story
0: yeah, yeah so there was, had, was at, at, at ups and uh and I'm a little bit hesitant to speak about it, but there was a young lady, a pilot. No, and that's fine. I'm, I No, I'm happy to. I'm happy to because it needs to be told. Um, she was involved in Hims and uh, was involved in uh, drugs and alcohol. Uh, went through the HIMSS program at UPS, which is anecdotally probably one of the worst among all the airlines. There are about, about 30 programs now, and there are some smaller airlines that have Hims programs. In any case, UPS is just barely, very poorly managed.
1: Mm-hmm. Um
0: and unfortunately, she got wrapped up into the HIMSS program and was grounded. And I don't know the circumstances under which she was grounded, was mm-hmm. not flying, cashed out her 401K, mm-hmm.
1: and
0: uh, was using. And and uh, eventually was found dead under suspicious circumstances um, by the railroad tracks. And I, I believe this was somewhere in the southwest. I don't know exactly. I think we were going to look that up. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was uh, suspected that uh, she committed suicide Um by
1: wow.
0: you know stand, standing in front of a, a train an oncoming train oh my
1: God. Um,
0: which is which is which is very sad because now, having gone through the program myself um i can you know i can understand that i can see i can see yeah. that because for a pilot and like like you said, you take away somebody's livelihood right um it, it's it's devastating and and for a pilot. Who so strongly identifies with their career, <laughs> uh, right. you know, much like a lawyer, you know, or a policeman right. or a firefighter, you know, you take that away, you don't fly. You know, I haven't flown in four or five years now, and it it really, you know, it really does a job on your head. It really does. It really you fall into depression. Um, you you of course you long for it. And then you have everything else. You have all the secondary financial devastation that comes along with that as well. And it's just, what do you do? You feel powerless. You do. You you, you Finally, you eventually, I think most people do feel powerless, feel like they can't do anything. Um, And uh, as an aside, that's why I started the website and, and started the 501c3. And I felt like I needed to actually get the word out after they terminated me. I said, you know what, this is it. I need to do something and the one thing I could think of to do was tell other people about it and make sure that people are fully aware of what the program entails before they involve themselves in it, because you could lose your career. Um, yeah. And it doesn't, take, you, it doesn't take much.
2: Wow. So let's talk about that. Talk about um, yeah. you know, what what you did, your, your website, talk about it, and
0: how other pilots mm-hmm. who are listening can get involved. Yep. Absolutely. So to, to get involved, by all means, give me give me a call, <laughs> and that's uh, it's that easy. You can go to my website, which you already mentioned. It's uh, yrocklaw.com, dot um, com, w e y, h r, a u c h, law. dot com, and click on the uh, contact us button, and you'll find all my contact information. Feel free to call me at any time, um, and we could discuss the Hims program if you're thinking about going into the program we have uh, another service available that we're trying to start up which is a consultation with a board certified psychiatrist and also too we have attorneys on staff that you can speak to and we're willing to do that for $600 however um, since we are affiliated with a 501c3 it's called aviation legal aid uh, that fee could be waived Um, Mm -hmm. and in fact Mm -hmm. if you're already in the HEMS program we would absolutely waive it we wouldn't charge you anything and just apprise yourself of what your rights are, uh, what your HIPAA rights are, because they're being violated,
1: Uh,
0: what your medical rights are, what rights you have to your medical records, for instance. Mm -hmm. And also, too, what I find is that people are often just misdiagnosed. Um, I've heard that story several times from from other pilots that uh, they go through this, you know, 28-day treatment and and they come out with a bipolar diagnosis and are wondering, you know, uh, how could I possibly be bipolar? I'm not.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and that's damning.
0: That's that's a, wow. that's a damning diagnosis. Right. Um, and, and so you could speak to a psychiatrist and, and see whether or not you been misdiagnosed and then also get a referral um, for somebody, for a psychiatrist or an attorney um, in your local area that could potentially help you while you're in the HIMSS program. Um, and then by all means, if you're thinking about joining, yeah. you know, going through the HIMSS process, contact us and, and just speak to us about what it is you might be getting yourself into. Um, because it's a serious, it's a serious decision, and it's not one to be taken lightly. I would not do it again. I would mm-hmm. not. Uh, obviously, you know, I'm out of a job now, through really no fault of my own, um, outside of my atheism. Um, so, how to, how to get involved? Go to the website. Um, take a look around. Take a look at the hymns documents. Uh, look at the testing protocols that you're going to be held to look at the special issuance that's under him's documents on my website. Um, and there's a lot of information there. There's, we're constantly posting uh, new documents as they come in. We just posted today DELTA's uh, substance abuse policy. Um, and that's really? under him's document as well. Yes, yes. So if you go to, uh, we haven't been able to link fully to it yet, but if you go to the last document, um, the FOIA, the Freedom of uh, Information Act requests. If you go to that page and then click on Next, it'll take you to uh, the last page of the HIMS documents, which is the Delta Substance Abuse Policy. I also posted it on Facebook. I posted it on your wall, too, as well, Monica.
2: Oh, good, uh, good. I wasn't on there today yeah. at all because I was um, busy doing uh, other things. But here's Oh, I, that's what I did. I was like, what did I do today? Oh, that's right. I did a webinar about film festivals. <laughs> it was like a two-hour no. thing. I was like, so no. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? As yeah. I was scrolling down here, uh, there's a lot yeah. on this page. So what I got onto is, I guess it was your homepage, and then scrolling really far down, I guess, I, I guess I'm going to spend some time reading your site. This is really a okay. good, good site. Um, you've got a lot of information here. Did you do this all? Do you have more than yourself working on this?
0: Uh, I'm I'm responsible for the webpage, so if it's if it's not up to par, I'm I'm the guy to complain to. <laughs> so no, no, it's really, we but thing we'll it's
2: do... full of a lot
0: of information. So I yeah, think it's yeah. Um,
2: okay, where was the one I wanted to just say something about? Uh, so much I had scrolled so far down while you were talking. Um, wow, now I can't find it. But I was I'm really kind of uh, kind of thought I like knew a lot about this. Subject, but it's just keep. It's just really sad. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't find it because there's so much here. Oh no, that's
1: okay.
2: So I, I highly recommend that you, uh, you do that. You go there if you're listening out there. Any pilot or you know any pilots? Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Uh. Here's. Well, who's the other thing we wanted to talk about? Okay, so people can go here. Part of the problem in the beginning was, and now we don't have to deal with that. Is that people? We had the pilots calling me. But some of them have money saved that they could hire a lawyer right, and some of them are really struggling, and some are really doing poorly mm-hmm. because of what's happened to them. How much money mm-hmm. have they cost
0: you? Oh yeah, so uh all the pirates out there will probably know, and this is public knowledge When uh for I was the first officer on the m d eleven at u p s it's public knowledge what we make it's it's uh I was a I would be a ninth year FO over there. My base pay that's just your pay if you don't fly at all. It's, it's called your guarantee pay. It's somewhere around one seventy five, one eighty a year. Um, and so most senior FOs over at UPS make uh, right around two hundred thousand. Some make a little bit more. Some make a little bit less. Mm-hmm. It just depends on mm-hmm. exactly what type of flying you're doing. Uh, and I've been out of work since two thousand nine, so it's pretty easy. to Oh my to do god! That and wow. uh, have received very little pay and have. I've expended. My wife and I have, have paid attorneys' fees, uh, close to two hundred thousand dollars in attorneys' fees.
2: Oh, so and you hired attorneys before the, you yes. created
0: this? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And yes. what did you because, hire them? You know, what,
2: what? To, yeah, tell me about how. Okay. So yeah. let, let's back up now again because we have a okay. good twenty yeah. minutes left. So let's go back to. <laughs> you're forced. You know, you get forced to you go to Linda, Then you're going to these. You know, for three mm-hmm. months. And mm-hmm. along the way, can you just tell us a little bit where you showed the resistance to the AA yes. part of it and lack of real treatment, and what
0: were mm-hmm. things
2: said to you, and then where did you yes. go from so, there?
0: So that, that started at Loma Linda, where, where uh, we, we initially, my wife and I, uh, she's a psychiatrist. Um, she saw what was going on at Loma Linda and wanted to pull me out and take me down to Betty Ford in Palm mm-hmm. Springs. Uh, I was told that I would never return to work if that happened, that the UPS and the FAA was booked, Look, uh, look poorly on that and so we decided to just stay at Woma Linda but almost immediately uh, I showed some resistance to AA and of course like I explained before they didn't uh, didn't really care for that so much started treating me poorly finally you made it through there matrix was okay uh, showed some resistance during my P&P because of the insurance reimbursement issue. I wanted to be reimbursed. My uh, company sponsor said, no, go ahead with it, um, and they started treating me poorly, started filing bad reports on my behalf. And mm. finally, after two years of sitting for no reason whatsoever, no positive drug tests, nothing, Wow. Um, I, re- I returned to work in August of 2011. So, <laughs> Just shy oh of two years, a month, a month shy. Um, retrained on the MD11, had no issues whatsoever. Right. Um, and then wh- while I while I was uh, back at work on the line, is what we call it. Um, yeah. They came out with that document that's online, the um, uh, ETG proposal, the non DOT off duty testing. They came out with that, sat it in front of me while I was on the road, so I was overseas. They sent it to me and said, please sign this. And I looked at it and said, well, this is going to be problem because I can't be tested on my days off and be in the military. I was actively drilling at the
1: time. Mm. And,
0: and they said, nope, you're going to have to sign it. And I said, I have some questions about it. What mm-hmm. they did is when I returned from that trip, I was in Anchorage, Alaska. They started to try and contact me on my days off to issue a randomized test that I had never been told about before. I had no idea that they were going to test me on my days off. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they couldn't contact me because I was doing other things with my time. Uh, my wife and I had moved, and we had going on, basically. And since they couldn't contact me, they pulled me off the schedule. UPS did. I still had a valid medical. They dropped two trips, and they basically said, you're done flying for us.
1: Wow. And then
0: after, uh, you know, uh, in September of 2013, you know, there was a quite a span of time there. What I did mm-hmm. is I hired an attorney in February of 2012, it would have been, just mm-hmm. to get my medical records because they would not give me my medical records. What? I wanted Why? to see what was going on. Well, yeah. they, they didn't explain it. They just didn't do it. Yeah. They, yeah. That's how they operate. They just mm-hmm. didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said, sue us. If you if you want your medical records, sue us.
2: Wow, your so own medical a-
1: records?
0: Yes, my own medical records. I submitted uh. I submitted certified mail requests. <laughs> to my physician, and they just ignored it.
1: Mm.
0: So I, I got an attorney. The attorney got some of my medical records so that we could try and get to the bottom of what was going on. And, of course, at that point now everybody's showing resistance. And and what a shame. What a shame that I volunteered for this program yeah. and had to get an attorney, <laughs> um. had to go through all of that, and now eventually we will probably have to sue, have to litigate. In an order to, you know, right, right or wrong, and all they would have to do is basically say, you know what, maybe we're not so, you know, maybe maybe the AA model isn't isn't the be all and end all. That's all they would have to do, and maybe maybe we should actually base our treatment on something that's evidence based, that's current, that's not based mm-hmm. on science, um, you know, back in 1973 or you know whatever the thinking was in 1973. And all these doctors have been there for 40 or 50 years um and it's just it's just a shame it really is just a shame and i'm not the only one this is happening this is happening to many pilots that are involved in the HIMSS program they have the same story they've had the same thing happen to them their careers are ruined um you know i've heard about pilots who were flying for you know fractional airlines making good money good salary had worked very hard to get to that point and now right. they're at uh you know, now they're working at the Home Depot or the Walmart just to make ends meet, and they're probably never going to fly again. And that yeah. isn't right. That isn't the intent of the program. It shouldn't happen that way. <laughs> so, oh no, that is um, really really awful.
2: I mean, I yeah. I was talking with one guy, and uh, I think it was some the guy in Florida. And I said, you know, how can I meet pilots? I was like finishing up the film and really wanting to get a group of them and get you know see how many. And I was like, well, isn't there a pilot bar? Like, there's cop bars. You know, I was like trying to go where yeah. well, you could, you know, go to the hotels along Century Boulevard where they go yeah. and stay when, you know, there and you could, I could sit yeah, in the, the lobby. I actually made yeah. literature where they do stayovers and I have, you know, made this literature for uh, professionals. At the time, mm-hmm. um, I was, which was last year, and I was flying a lot, that I noticed this. Uh, I don't know how sad it seemed a lot of the pilots were like there wasn't that spring in their step and kind of, you mm-hmm. know, and I I thought it was I kind of, you know, thought everything was about 9/11, but when I found out what was going on with pilots, uh it was I was like, wow, and then there was this lawyers convention where then I found out about the birds of a feather website and mm-hmm.
1: I was yes. just like
2: like mine's a doc, and then there are judges and international judges of Alcoholics Anonymous. I was like, what? Yeah. Like that one? I was like, okay, it's like really <laughs> bad. And then, um, you know, uh, I, I I just was like, oh my god, like this is so bad. And yeah. you had, and then you have every average citizens, millions of people in the United yeah. States are get a DUI, some of them are, you know, 0.8, and, uh, but here's yep. the thing with you guys, is that many of you didn't get into any trouble, and you, right. you know, there's all these different kind of stories I've heard from all of you that bring you mm-hmm. to a place where, you know, for whatever reason, and then you get, it's like, it's like the only thing, the only thing, like, this is the way, and, mm-hmm. and Hollywood, you know, these major stars, and I then I found out recently, like, People in the music business are getting extorted. Like, you either play the game or not. Like, the actors, no. The actors, that's why you see the actors getting to still act out and drink. But they get pushed by everybody. Mm -hmm. That This is the only Mm -hmm. way. And Betty Ford is Mm -hmm. a horrible place. That place went under. It got bought up by Heselton. Because it's a piece of... Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, it was a stepper place. (laughs)
2: Right, it was filled with steppers and filled with antiquated, you know, thinking and... um. I mean, you know, it's it's just so bad that there's really, as far as my understanding, only one completely non-12-step, and it's an outpatient place called Alternatives that's in Los Angeles. But I do know
1: okay. now of
2: non-12-step PhDs who work with addiction. So say if there is
1: mm-hmm. a pilot that
2: you actually know who is having issues around their alcohol uh, intake, and I'm going to just talk about mm-hmm. alcohol, you know, drug or whatever, it's, it's mm-hmm. kind of the same thing, but that I do know some people here, I, I would like to say, the Center for Motivation and Change out of New York, Jeff Wood trains people. Um, you have Dr. Kern here, Dr. Jaffe here, and then um, Emily Cavell, Dr. Emily Cavell, who's in Brentwood, is somebody who, uh, they're, you know, it's no, it's no AA. Absolutely. And yeah. people meet them where they're at, you know, and not, oh, do it my way or the highway. Um mm-hmm. Wow. Well, we have about 10 minutes left. What is it? What what have have I not touched on that we need to touch on?
0: Uh, I think you've touched on just about everything. Um, The the only other thing I can think of would be UPS specific, and they're not allowing pilots to return to work and offer something that's called a conditional letter of reinstatement that's a real uh, issue at UPS. So at most other airlines, if you have a problem, you end up grounded or you lose your medical attributes since returned and gone through the HIMS program. They offer you something called a conditional letter of reinstatement where you can get your job back with certain conditions attached. Uh, UPS doesn't do that. UPS just throws you out and uh, says, uh, thanks, but no thanks, and just forgets about you. Um, so that's that's a minor issue. Uh, you know, I think we're finally at a turning point. I think people are starting to take note. Obviously, they are. Otherwise, we wouldn't be talking. <laughs> people are right, taking right. note. And, right. um, you know, it's really starting to come out, especially in psychiatric circles, that uh, there isn't a one size fits all approach there shouldn't be a one size fits all approach to alcoholism, especially um that medications that are f d a approved ought to be considered like naltrexone, which is an excellent right. Uh, right. medication with very few side effects very mm-hmm. safe um mm-hmm. and and it needs to be looked at needs to be considered. And, unfortunately, if you're in a AA-based program, they're going to poo-poo that. They're, you know, they're going to put the kibosh on it, and it's never going to be considered. Um, yeah, that would have worked very well in my case uh, and so many other cases.
1: Oh, so
2: I know. So I I I want to- t-
0: yeah. Yes, yes, let me just do a
2: little commercial because I realized I didn't do it. I was trying to do it more often. So I'm talking to Brent Wyrock, and you can reach him. He is a pilot and um he is putting together um already a class action lawsuit dealing with pilot extortion done by the f a a and it's spelled w e y h r a u c h law dot com and uh you know oh my god it's just really it's really uh disturbing in such a um because pilots you think of you know, we always think of like really. I'm before Top Gun. I, Top Gun was you know was okay movie, mm-hmm. but I'm more like the guys who, when they did that, um, the film with um, Ed Harris and where they all go to, uh, they all go out of, to outer space, but the kind of personalities. <laughs> a pilot. Right. You know what I mean? They're not
1: they're mm-hmm. not yeah.
2: librarians. You're not a, you know, li- little right. mousy, fearful guys. You're gonna get in a plane right. and you're gonna take responsibility for a hundred people or two hundred
0: people right. that
2: you know, and this energy that I think that pilots have as long as with a doctor who wants to serve and save mm-hmm. somebody's life. You're not gonna in the middle mm-hmm. of you know, somebody's having a heart attack say, Oh well I guess it was God's will, you know, I gotta turn it over mm-hmm. like,
1: my sponsor and see <laughs> yeah, what I should yeah. do
2: next, you know what I mean?
1: Right, but then you have right, films
2: like, you know, the one with Denzel Washington. I, like, I almost, like, you know, I had to, like, contain myself, that I didn't stand up in the middle of the theater in Hollywood and say, like, this is absolute bullshit. Like, what is Denzel <laughs> in 2012 making a fucking film that's promoting Alcoholics Anonymous like it's 1975? Like, does he yeah, really not yeah. know? About yeah. other options? Is that really real, Brent? I mean,
0: is it really this? And I, uh, it, it, it is. It, it, it is real, and I'm food positive. And 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 not only is it real, but it's ruining careers. It's destroying careers. It's, it's and 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 how devastating it is for a pilot to be grounded. Um, you know, it's 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 a calling. And and I've been flying since I was 15. Almost mm-hmm. almost every day of of my adult life, I've uh, I've flown. Um, wow. And and now now I'm grounded, um, and you know I don't have to tell you again just how devastating it is. I it, it, it's it's it needs it needs some transparency. It uh, and and thank you so much for uh, for having me on and letting me talk about it. And and if people go to my website, they'll see that uh, the program really isn't all it's chalked up to be that there's so much more involved, and it's really about profit. that's something that we haven't ta- talked about this this the amount of money. That these physicians that are associated with the Hims right. program are making as a result of pilots being beholden to them, and pilots, you don't really get a choice. Once you're in the program, you don't get a choice of who you're going to go and see. So you're hmm. told who to go and see. There's only a handful of uh, physicians that are approved by the FAA. Right. Um, so you have no, you have no choice. Your medical choice, your your choice about uh, your own medical care has been essentially removed. Um. And and they charge just uh, obscene amounts of money for the right. most ridiculous of things. <laughs> something something that should cost two or three hundred dollars, they're charging nearly a thousand dollars. Yeah, or a couple of guys. One year guy, paid wow. guy
2: paid twenty-five hundred. Another yeah. guy paid fifteen hundred. And I, I my understanding right. is in California, there's only a couple of guys. And you know, only the thing that I uncovered. Yeah, I mean that that there's you know, the special ones here, you know, like, oh, I'm so Mm -hmm. special. But it's kind Mm -hmm. of like, uh, you know, it's just mind-boggling, mind-boggling to me that I, you know, have reached out to uh, people and said, look, will you write about this? Will you, you know, find Mm -hmm. a journalist who will tell the story? Now, I know Mm -hmm. that the the physicians, uh, if someone is telling that story, and that story will be in March will break Excellent. you know it'll come out and Good. we can post it everywhere but I um, yeah. so are you on Twitter yes yep. I am it's uh at Y rock law oh, okay all right so I'll mm-hmm. go there and follow you I want to just put a shout out to everybody that I do think that in today's world if you really want to help that besides creating another WordPress blog that I think you mm-hmm. ought to do it and that to get on Twitter because the way that big media uh, finds this stuff is actually through Twitter and not through Facebook, and you can mm-hmm. tweet directly to uh, a journalist at Frontline or somebody mm-hmm. at 2020 or, mm-hmm. you know, somebody at CBS, maybe your local news. I, we we don't know who it's going to be, but somebody is going to care. Somebody will finally tell the story in a big way, mm-hmm. like 48 Hours Told the Sober Truth on CBS. There's somebody at CBS... Mm-hmm someday, besides the producers, want to give a big right. hug to, because they greenlit that show and let it air, and I think mm-hmm. that for this story with pilots, uh, that it has to be stopped. Like, there's so much coercion, like, you know, yeah. with, with the FAA, and, like, it's kind of, it's really, like, what? Like, I'm outraged by these guys who are in these positions, but, you know, corruption is corruption, and,
0: yeah. um... Yeah. The only thing that's yeah. going to change it is if somebody takes the story, if somebody picks the story up and uh, embarrasses them and uh, shines some light on it and give it a little bit of transparency, I think that it's going to change. Especially especially because it, it's so egregious, it's so wrong,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, that that just a little bit of transparency is going to go a long way. So if somebody out there is listening that's interested in the story, you know, by all means, contact me or Monica or um, find us online, find me on Twitter. I've been, I've been tweeting about this for the last uh, two or three months um, and almost nearly nonstop, <laughs> to be honest, and, and try, trying to get the story out. And really, really what I'm trying to do is let other pilots know. That's 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 my main purpose, so that they don't get involved, that they find some other way um, outside of the FAA's auspices to, if they have a drinking problem, find help for themselves um and, yeah don't, uh, go that's that's really that, don't go into that don't go into that
2: program right
0: i'm sorry no. yeah
2: what you were saying yeah, is yeah, like no, trying to help no, them they so they never go into him they
0: do it on yeah. their
2: own yeah. uh, privately which yeah. is how
0: I'm, wow yeah. yeah i really do i really do recommend that and that's that's not the right thing to do it isn't and mm-hmm. and as a pilot that's very difficult it's difficult to know that you shouldn't be flying that you should be really grounding yourself but the alternative is is even worse um, it's worse than a furlough. And all, all the pilots out there know what a furlough is like. Um mm-hmm. and it's it's uh it doesn't even really compare. <laughs> it doesn't. I've I've Whoa. been furloughed before. Yeah. And, <laughs> uh, yeah. It so it's it's uh you know, it, it really is something to avoid. Um and, and if you if you still are considering it. <laughs> By all means, give me a call. We can talk for ten or fifteen minutes, and uh, I can really tell you the story about uh, just just how devastating it could potentially be to your career.
2: Okay, everybody out there, I want to thank Brent Wyrock for being on the show today. You can reach him. Uh, I'm going to give you first my email. It's makeaa safer at gmail.com. Make A safer at com or go to LeavingAA. You can reach Brent at Brent Wyrock Law Group, LLP. It's W-E-Y-H-R-A-U-C-H. He's saying you can call him, you can email. Please Twitter it, tweet it everywhere. Go onto Facebook, like this page, like his page, and talk it up and share it everywhere. Brent, I want to really thank you for being on the show, and we'll keep in touch. Have you on as things totally. progress? Uh, and I'm really, really glad that you were called to do this because I think we really needed you. You know, we yeah, really well, needed you. you. You're welcome to come, pull the pilots together, c- contact the other lawyer, or the, you know, just everything you're doing. I really appreciate it. The other pilots appreciate it, and you're also helping other people who are not pilots realize that there are other lawsuits and situations here that need to be stopped and need to be changed.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. Thank you. And thank you for saying that. And and thanks to everyone that listening. I know there's quite a few people listening that have been uh, helping spread the word. So um, but uh, of course, thank you, Monica, for having me on and letting me talk about it. And uh, hopefully we're helping. That's that's really the the, the bottom line is that we help help the other pilots out. They realize just what the HIMSS program is about. So uh, once again, thanks. Thanks so much for having me on.
2: Thank you so much. Okay, again, this is Monica Richardson for Block Talk Radio, Safe Recovery, and we'll see you next week. Thank
1: you, and good night. Good night, Brent. Bye.
0: All right, good night. Okay, bye.